Welcome, everybody, in the Movie Guys Verse. This is Jordan here, part of Movie Guys Podcast. We wanted to say thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode. If you don't know what Movie Guys Podcast is, we are a new movie review show that is updated weekly. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and also movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we're talking about Triple Frontier. And I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with Eric and Ed. Eric, how are you doing tonight? Uh, hanging out, enjoying the three frontiers from the Triple Frontiers from a couch. Uh, the beautiful scenes of Brazil. What was it? Peru. In Venezuela, I, Venezuela, these are the three, the three frontiers that they're talking about in South America. Ed, what do you think? I, I, this is well, what you're referring would, to, right? I would definitely pass on the heart out just for your hat. We would have to go back for it. God damn it. How do you come up with this shit? I, I'm just smarter than you. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Although we can't see your hat on camera. you gotta show. You got to show everybody your hat, bro. There you go. There we go. A little bit right there. There we go. So if you are listening to the show and you're not watching to us live on YouTube before the edited version comes out, is uh, Eric is wearing his St. Paddy's Day hat uh, because it is a few days after St. Paddy's Day here, and I'm Irish, so the, you know St. Paddy's Day was a big, big fun drinking day with me. I bought a bottle or two or more and drank majority of it in one night. Had a great time. Watch my class. Yeah, I do. I always, it's been a tradition in my household. I buy Irish whiskey, and uh, Gina and I watch um, the Simpsons episode where it's Homer versus the Eighth Amendment, which takes place on St. Patty's Day, where uh, Springfield in the Simpsons world finds out that they have never abolished prohibition, and Homer becomes a beer baron. Oh, I got one. If this review is done right, then we'll have three reviews and one dead movie. Wow. Because wow. because in the movie they were doing the There you go. When they were he, doing the mission. I picked up what you were throwing <laughs> down. I, I definitely I did. Think, you know what? It should it didn't need to be explained, but I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, tonight, since you're listening to this episode and you've downloaded it, you know that tonight we're talking about Triple Frontier and starring Ben Enflect and the guy from Sense of Anarchy. Um <laughs> <laughs> there were more people. There's, in there's the a movie? lot of people. This is a, a lot of stars. Attended. So Ben Affleck, yeah. Oscar Isaac, Charlie yeah. Hunnam, uh, Garrett mm-hmm. Hedlund, and Pedro Pascal. Exactly. Directed by somebody that nobody cares about. Dude, why don't you just why don't instead of reviewing the movie, why don't we just tweet what you're going to say so nobody has to watch it. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna say that I hate the movie. I'm just saying that I don't, I don't. Who cares about the director? I mean, he's 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 not Tarantino here. He's not David Gordon Green. He's not Spielberg. He's you know. Well, this is unfortunately one of those movies where it kind of the trailer kind of gave it away. So we've seen this type of movie before, whether it be uh, what's that, uh, Three Kings? Mm-hmm. Uh, was was that one right? Kind of a uh, high uh, inside job or inside man or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just basically a, a heist movie. Oh, yeah. You, 
you had said a few of those. So yeah, about heist gone wrong type of type of movie uh, involving some uh, some some good old boys, some special special op boys. Is this a heist movie? Is this a heist movie? It was a heist movie. Is it a heist movie? Because I wonder why they call call it Triple Frontier. Because is there three different kind of movies going on here? No, they're calling it Triple Frontier because it's they're going they have to heist their 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 booty over three different zones in South America, three different frontiers. Great, that's why they're calling it. But I'm asking for our Jungle own... Mountain, Jungle Mountain, and and Beach, right? Three frontiers. Sure, but mm-hmm. then but then I'm saying for the sake of our review on this. Is it because there's three different movies here? You got a marine movie, you got a heist movie, and you got a jungle survivalist movie. Either I mean, way, they don't know, they you don't got know what one movie messy make. movie. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that, boys. But very, you're you were in this one for the action. Like I, I saw, I saw the trailer, uh, and I saw the the people attached to it, and I was like, okay, well, it's I got nothing else to do on a weekend. Let's let's give it a watch, and then. To, uh, it was just an action heist, machine gun explosions. I'm, I'm reading all the the keywords off of yeah. the title here: automatic rifles, X yeah, special so forces operate operatives, live operatives. ammo, live rounds. Like, the, is that not a thing? I'm just these are all just basically flex words. If I uh, if I had to say right. anything, anything we can hashtag that gets us uh, gets it out there, right? <laughs> what action? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask that real quick. What? what uh, there's action? a lot of like tense build, uh, moments here, man. They they had to go into uh, uh, a drug lord's house or, or whoever that is, that is and uh, kind of secure the area. Um, I okay. So we had said before that when we were looking up this movie, it said that they they are claiming to use live ammunition. During this, and can you not see that maybe? Uh, and they said the reason why they were doing it because it would affect their behavior, the actors' behaviors with the guns. Did you not see that at all during this movie? How their behavior? No. Was okay. No. I'm sorry. I mean, like, well, then I I'm guess sorry. I fucked my point. Then you know. No, 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 no. You can, you can have your point. Hold on, Ed. You can. You can have your point, Eric. The reason why that I call bullshit on it is that is that I'm not going to believe that. That Star Wars guy is going to sign a contract, including Ben Affleck's going to sign a contract where they're shooting fucking live ammunition. I'm just not going to believe it. I don't care what you tell me. I'm not, not going to believe it. All it's right. absolutely absurd. No, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that two plus two is is is, is four. I want it to you're be. You're going to you're talking about Ben Affleck is going to sign on a contract that says live ammunition. I don't believe that he would actually. Sign. Come on, he signed he giggly. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> he did sign giggly. That's true. Look, 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 look. That was the first thing that pops up about this movie. I mean, do I know for a fact? No. I wasn't there. I wasn't on scene or on set. But I can tell you this. I mean, these guys looked different handling these guns. I didn't think it was – I didn't assume it wasn't because they didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know what to think. And then when we started to discuss the movie after the fact and we found this out, okay, it makes sense to me. All right, fine. So – I'm not saying I know for a fact. I'm just saying that it it makes sense. All right, so let's get to the nuts of the film here. What you what you are hearing us review today is a Netflix release film called Triple Frontier, starring Ben Affleck, and uh, was uh, what's his name from Star Wars? Um, it does it doesn't matter. Oscar Isaac. Uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, no, I'm I'm sorry, not Poe, but what's his name? Oscar what? Oscar Isaac. 
Get, get the name. He's a fantastic Oscar. talent, and you surely know his name Oscar. by now. Okay, yeah, Oscar definitely. Isaac. Okay. So this movie is about a, is about a team of ex uh, special forces, ex marines, seals, wherever you want Keep to call. Keep saying it. those buzzwords, dude. We really need the the clout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So this movie is about a team of ex-special forces that are all retired doing dead-end jobs. One of the guys gets a lead to take down um, a drug lord, and they're going to go over there to kill the drug lord and steal his money, which is an illegal job. They're going to steal $250 million and they have to helicopter it from one place to the other with obstacles and issues along the way. That's well, remember, it was only supposed to be six million bucks. That was the big. That was the big. Yeah, seventy-five. That was the big catalyst to the movie and why they had to do what they had to do for the bulk of the second half of the movie was because Ben Affleck's character, whether in or out of character, that's something that we can get to in a minute. Hey, decided, like <laughs> decided to decided to steal all this extra money because they found it, which then fucked up the helicopter, which then made it crash. And then they had to walk. Well, hold on, now we're now we're jumping ahead because this movie sets itself up pretty pretty easily enough to where, uh, hey, here's the plan. Uh, it's Oscar Isaac going around getting the band back together uh, and saying, hey, I got one last job. Oh, I can't. I remember. Oh, I got one last job, man. It's gonna be enough money. We'll never have to do another job again. You know. So we've heard that. Yeah, a la Fast and Furious. Yeah, a la every fucking action movie in the last twenty years. Yes. Anyway. When it comes to, to that type of thing, uh, um, gets the band back together, and you could already tell because the way they're setting it up is like, oh, yeah, this is easy. This is cut, pace. This is simple. Get in. Grab the money. Get out. Get on the plane. Fuck bitches. You know, Got all that me. other stuff like that. And uh, so you could already tell, like, okay, it's set up for disaster. That This is what that is, right? <laughs> you already can tell from that. And... Given the time of the movie, this movie's what two hours, something like that, too. Two hours and five minutes. Yeah, a lot of the action happens early on, so you like, how are they going to fill all this? Especially because they complete some of the complete the mission very early on, within the first hour. Yes, uh, I yeah. do want to talk about the beginning of the film, though, Eric, to go off for you on that. Um, the beginning of the film did get me. Uh, the action scene. We are in what South America in the beginning yeah, of the film. Yeah, I think Brazil technically, but yes. And Oscar Isaac is there and he's a mercenary and he's with the local policia and they're knocking down this building that has uh, drug lords in it or just drug dealers essentially and uh, they blow it all to hell and um, there is this woman there that's giving him the stink eye I'm trying to figure out why she gave him the stink eye and then all of a sudden we have a big chase really into it kind of brought me back to Skyfall sure with that chase scene um, and then you find out the only part of the movie where it got me where the woman that was saved in the beginning of the movie was Oscar Isaac's informant slash lover. Now which the movie contra- which they established. Yeah. Now the movie contradicts itself where we get into the sins of anarchy guy who says, hey, uh, you guys are going to retire here. He speaks in front of a group of uh, <coughs> ex-military. You guys are going to get offers to be mercenaries. Don't do don't do it. Don't be duped like I am. Uh, have a good day. And then he runs into Oscar Isaac and says, "Hey, I got a job for you." Okay, get Ben Affleck, and I'll do it. That's probably what he said when the producers came to him too. I won't do it unless Ben Affleck said it. It's it's total contradiction of what the character was. Uh, bullshit. 
But I mean, I think all were, I think all of them were like that too, because yeah. in, that, in that same note as I'm reading a, a, a lot of these too, Ben Affleck's character uh, when they were mid heist or, or mid audible or after the call, I guess, and he was saying, "All right, I need you to to, be, to call out your kills," and then he proceeds to not call out any of his kills. Yeah. <laughs> So, like you know, little things uh, like that. But th- that's that's nitpicking, I, I, I think, for the for the most part. Even though it, this is a movie that, that is, uh, it does never really highlights to be completely accurate or in detail. But you know, movies that often are tend to have those little inaccuracies. Well, well, I mean, it, Jordan. Here's the thing: like, I don't know that that's out of character for 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 Charlie Hunnam's character at the beginning of the movie. Um, uh, was it Ironhead? That was his name. Uh, I don't know that it was it was out of character because like they they build it up, you know, they build it up almost too quickly. I think uh, he was basically saying you're all going to get offers to go be mercenaries. Don't be a mercenary. It sucks. But he has no option because him, like the rest of like like uh, like Redfly, like his brother who's who's fighting like Catfish. Um, they have nothing else to do with their lives. They're warriors. This is who they are. They don't know how else to be. And they and and, and uh, they even say, you know, what's his, uh, even says, you know, at that particular moment, he even says um, something along the lines of, of they break us down, they break you down to build you up to make you a warrior. And then when you aren't a warrior anymore, you don't know what to do with your life. So yeah. I mean, I think that I think it's more in character for everybody except for Ben Affleck's character. Interesting well, point. They they had a, a opening text too they were that was saying right that uh, um, war or, or like the act of like killing say it's it's, uh, it's biological right like mm-hmm. it, it changes you. So it, it, this is kind of going uh, almost with the same lines of the Captain Bigelow movie uh, uh, Hurt Locker where it's just you know once you're exposed to it, you are rewired to it, and you can't really rewire yourself mm-hmm. back from it. And uh, yeah. I think that's what this movie is trying to, to highlight, in perfectly with with Ben Affleck's character, because he started off reluctant and being like, "Well, no, this is I'm, I should do the family thing," and then he slowly, slowly kind of gets back into that crack addiction, and until we get to the part where obviously it goes full tilt in in. The office in where he's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Laredo's office or whatever that guy's name is. Now they keep on saying. Now to add on that, Ed, though you are correct because oh, they yeah. keep on saying beginning of the movie before they do their mission. Uh, all of them say, uh, besides Ben Affleck, um, we are we are trained to do what we do. Why don't we use what we're trained to do to our advantages and get these jobs done? That's a very interesting point. Um, but Oscar Isaac is a little bit of a sleazeball. He says he's going to pay all these guys $17 million from the government awesome. down there. 17000 17000 17, to, uh, to do a recon mission down there to scope out the area just to get some intel. Turn to find out that he is not employed by the government at all down there, and he's actually given them 17000 out of his own money because he personally wants to take down this drug lord for destroying no, his I, home country. You, again, you missed a point there. You missed you missed a key point. This might be why you dislike this movie so much because this is two things now that you've missed. <laughs> he is he is employed by the by the, the the army down there by the military by the government, but he is saying that the people that are his employers 
A, aren't as passionate as him about getting him, or and or B, they don't, you know, they're corrupted by him. So yeah. he has to go outside of the government, those who employ him, in order to get what he is passionate about done. In the meantime, he sees an opportunity for these guys, his bros, his best friends, from back in the time when they were all in the military together, and the best around, the uh, the the what 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 are the the Green Berets Avengers or whatever the hell they were, the Marine Avengers. Sure. He goes, you know, he he knows that these are the guys that can get done what he wants to get done, and he does have an opportunity, sure, to be a sleazeball and to make what he believes to be $75 million, and he, the government will give him a cut of it. The 25, yeah, the 25%. 25 million. Yeah. Yeah, 25%. Yes, I'm sorry. To to do what it, to hire and do whatever he wants with. So, yeah, he, he, it, he goes and gets these friends of his, but he pays them out of pocket. Like, he gives them his he's, own freaking money. He's not because, wrong. Like, listen, yeah. everything that, that was – everything that he laid out beforehand and even while they were executing the plan was fine. Everything was going according to plan. Like, they there was minimal uh, – uh, what the fuck uh, – surveillance anywhere so they mm-hmm. could get in and get out. They got in. They, they uh, secured uh, two of the bodyguards. They had to kind of make a little mess of the one, but still no, no casualties, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They – they're – their big problem was there was more money, and they the greed guy. Ben Affleck was the problem. No, not them. Ben Affleck was the greed because all of them you, came into no, no, and well, said, "Hey, let's get out of here." He he was gluttonous on on, on that mm-hmm. part. I think I think everyone else because like when you were feasting into that part, yeah, I'll take an extra fucking bag. Let's go, you know. But there was a part where Charlie Hunnam's where Ironhead was just like, "Hey, listen, it's it's the." Our windows now. There's there's way too much here, dude. Like, there's the no van's way full. The yeah. van's full. We it's gotta go. We gotta, we go. gotta go. And, yeah, and nobody listened. Yeah, and and Red Fly was just like, no, no, listen, man, I, I planned out this cushion, and we got plenty. We could ride this bitch out, and it's because of that shit is is where the dominoes started to fall. Like they missed the mm-hmm. window, and this is where all the all that shit goes. If they had stuck with the plan, or even actually just getting a little extra. A little extra taste would have been way worth it. They just stuck with the plan, then there wouldn't it would not have turned out the way that they would have. And that's unfortunate, right. but again, that that kind of goes with how how it works. That's just how that's just how it be. Yeah, and that you're 100 percent right. That the first plot point in the movie was not them deciding to go and assemble. It was them all deciding together to take more money. And that, yes, that is Ben Affleck's false character. He was the one who said, no, 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 I got this. I, I gave us the window, like you said. That, it all centered around him. But them as a team all said, oh, yeah, we got, we got some. So, yeah, that, I think, you know, that was, in my personal opinion, where the movie started to take a weird turn. Sure. But yeah. at the same time, it was the builder for the rest of the movie. You know what, this movie kind of reminded me of a horror movie that came out in the early 2000s called Dog Soldiers. Never heard of it. Okay. And the only reason why I say that, just kind of hopefully, I hope you guys in the audience can hear what I'm trying to say. You rent Dog Soldiers, and you don't know what it is. 
you put it in the DVD, and it's pretty much like Predator. No alien enemy, just Marines, a bro movie, right? Okay. Doing doing a bro mission, right? Kind of like this is, right? Actually, pretty much the same goddamn movie. The second half of the movie is they find an enemy, and the enemy is fucking werewolves. So it's in the Marines in the woods doing a heist job fighting against werewolves. Okay? Sure. Well, the reason why I'm comparing teenage cartel, you know, it's the right. same thing. The reason why that I'm kind of comparing this to Dog Soldiers is because, Eric, I, I'm sorry, Ed, I, I, I think you're right. The moment the movie turns is because you go into this movie, you see six Marines, seven Marines, whatever. This is a bro movie. You're seeing them do a heist, which I will give them credit. When they were moving through the house, when they came into the house, and when they started executing uh, the bad guys with how they moved as a team was really fucking cool to see. It reminded me of that kind of a bro movie. And, and then once the greediness came around, the movie changed, a la kind of like a dog soldiers, where it's like, there's werewolves in this movie? Where it's like, oh, this has become a survivalist movie now. It's kind of like that shocker of, oh, this is a different movie than what I thought I was getting. Well, and you also okay. got to, and one of the cool things about that scene that, yes, it defines the movie, but but at the same time, actually maybe even proves the point about the live the live ammo the things that they're doing as they're running through the house, I have a very good friend of mine who who was in the military and did shit. Like this is what he did. This is what he did. Not heist, but like this is how he trained to do this kinds of stuff. And him and I were talking about it. And he, and he says that when you're going to do something like that, an assassination or something along those lines, you have two or three of you that are in a line and you're put your arm on the guy. And as you put – A, for him to know you're there, and B, so that you can travel through the house. And if the guy in front of you goes down, you're next – you're right there. You're next in line. So he's as he's going down, you can shoot, right? And then they cross over through the houses. And, yes, call out your kills. I don't want any uh, – we, we know we have X number or whatever the number is. Call out your kills. So that way you, you, can, they, you can all count together and you know how many people there are left in the house. So you don't have to be prepared, uh, underprepared. So that was really cool, in my opinion, was it was very, I don't, to say realistic probably isn't the right word, but very authentic. It just seemed, yeah. Um, there were no no gunfights where it was just useless, just magazines going, brruh, brruh, just mm-hmm. completely unloading. Uh, the shots were single-fire were single fire shots, and mm-hmm. if the first one didn't hit, then the second one did. You know, yeah. like these... You know, they, they and from both sides too. There didn't seem to be any just any any starstrooper or stormtrooper shots. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, but then Ben Affleck does something that I that I actually liked. Um, I like characters in movies, especially guys like Ben Affleck's character, where you don't like him because of what he's doing, but God damn it, he speaks the truth. So we said at the beginning of this review that uh, that uh, that Oscar Isaac has an informant. She leaves a van for them to escape the complex, the house. They escape. They get to the runway. They get a chopper, and they um, and they're carrying the two hundred fifty million uh, underneath the chopper there as they fly, and they land. 
after they go across the border and he Ben Affleck starts to question um, the informant and he says so when you rolled after after you got done having sex he didn't tell you his name like yeah. very, very cold collected hearted son of a bitch and I liked that and then they let her go and he's and Ben Affleck said to Oscar Isaac you know what we should do and they didn't do it and by God he's right they should have killed her they should have killed her and her brother because Oscar Isaac did fuck her he did tell her his name Ben Affleck knew that and they should have killed her I thought that was a very interesting character point for Ben Affleck and, and good and on that point that's where the weirdness sort of continues because Ben Affleck is he's all about no I'm not gonna do this I'm above board and then from the, he's you can see his fall to where he's his character they don't build the fall it just happens they don't they don't acknowledge the fall it just happens which is from a movie perspective is really fucking weird because normally you have guys call each other out on bro you've changed what in the world's happened now granted it's taken place hours after the fact so maybe nobody's noticed it but like you would you know, there he goes from you know, I'm not going to do this. He's the last one to get involved. Don't make fun of my dirty old pickup truck. To wanting to murder an innocent woman because she's the only connection between... No, 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 no. I see it differently. I don't mean to cut you okay. off, but I see oh, it please. as him trying to convince himself to not get back into that life. He's he's very uh, um, unconvinced. Or he's very resilient uh, uh, and resistant towards Oscar Isaac when he when Pope... Right, comes to him and offers him. He's like, "No, man, I really, I really shouldn't. I kind of need to do this. I know it's a rough life, but like, you know, uh, you know, it's I got a family here. I got to work on that." And you can tell that, like, with the scene with his daughter, like, this is he knows that this is the, what he want, what he needs to do. Like, this is a duty he has here, but mm-hmm. that he's torn because he's addicted to this fucking life, and that's kind of the theme of the it's movie valid, a little it's bit a valid too. Point. And you can tell that is when he, once he accepts more and more that he's going back into the life, he he kind of takes on that darker side. And you know, the more we discuss this movie, I was fully prepared. Basically, I don't want to say to shit on the movie because that's not exactly what my intentions were. Yeah. But to, I was I was fully prepared to have a different conversation than I'm having, and the fact that I've sort of had to defend the movie in a kind of sort of way makes my the the point that I'm going to make. I think even a little bit more deep. <laughs> this movie is one of the worst directed movies I've ever seen because the points you're bringing up and the points that I'm defending and the points that Jordan's bringing up, like the story's absolutely there. The dude who wrote it, like it's fucking there. It just wasn't brought onto screen very well. Sure. You know, and the actors did their jobs. They made everything believable. You, you believed everything that they were saying. You saw Ben Affleck's downfall. You saw his turn. You saw why, he, and you saw why he did what he did differently than I did, which is the job of the director, is to take the stuff that's on the paper and give it to you on the screen. The actors just take the paper, just take what's on the paper and say it, right? But they, all, but they did so believably. I, I think this, is, this could possibly be one of the worst directed movies had such great potential in the history of film. In the history of film and maybe movie guys podcast. Well, okay, um, sure. Well, I mean, we've seen some shitty movies. You want to get into the <laughs> so review? Now, so just wrap it up. Wrap up well, the ending real well, quick. Well, not yet. Well, not yet because we got we got we got we got a big thing at the end. 
Uh, but they leave the girl go. They're going over the mountains. They have too much weight. They're going to dump $5 million out of the back of it. They still are carrying too much weight. They crash land until this gully of cocaine farmers. Ben Affleck goes crazy again and kills a bunch of cocaine farmers. And then they, and now they have to travel to get to the ocean to get out of the shit. And while they're traveling, uh, one of the farmer's sons kills Ben Affleck out of revenge. Well, there's, mm-hmm. so I, I think you're also missing in, the, in that part too is just like the struggle that ever since they've, they've left the compound with all that extra money, the further they go, the more money they're, they're losing because of its tax of, of weight, you know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. too much. Nice. They're completely That's unprepared, the right? Good. They're completely unprepared of all of it. And so ever they go, they lose it in the helicopter. They lose it in a donkey. They lose it because uh, on the field because they can't carry it. You know, they, they just every, – every stop is another stop where they Obstacle. have to lose another million. And know? think about this just for one second. This just popped in my head. They crossed the Andes Mountains in raincoats. Yeah, it's a bad that, idea. That, that's a fucking – that is a tough thing to do. They so, crossed the Andes Mountains in raincoats. Out of $250 million they collect because of Ben Affleck's greed and Ben Affleck gets killed at the end, they all finally go back to the States, and they're only left with $5 million. And they decide to give that to Ben Affleck's family. Split, split five ways. Yeah. Split five ways. They decide to give it all to Ben Affleck's family, and then Oscar Isaac goes back to Brazil to try to hopefully start a revolution. Well, hang on a second. You, may, you Wait a second. So – they dumped the remaining bits of the money in some in a in a in a, in a crevice yeah, or something in where the snow was going to come. And Charlie Hunnam put down the coordinates. He wrote down the coordinates for himself for for whatever reason. Then at the end of the movie, he hands it to, to Oscar Isaac and says, "Here, go go do something with this." And it's the coordinates, right? Yeah. Which that felt a little bit out of character. That one right there, that was out of character. But at the same time, I actually the whole time was thinking the next scene is going to be them all being old and Oscar Isaac having bags of money stashed somewhere in his house. Nice. And then they so, go up to him. Or so, no, I, don't, I don't know about that, but just, you know, something happens to where they find out he's got all this money and they just fucking hate his guts. There you go. Let's go with you here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into our popcorn ratings for Triple Frontier. Eric, we'll start with you first. What will be your popcorn rating for Triple Frontier? You know, like, yeah, like it, it wasn't a it wasn't a bad movie. I, I that's that's for sure. I I enjoyed the actors in it, and it, it is a very bro movie, and it's just like a series of unfortunate events. How. It is gradually just kind of a, uh, it's just shit rolling downhill. Um, but, like, I, I just can't, I don't know if it's the story, because I don't even know if it's the direction. Maybe it's just the choices. Eh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just I've seen this movie before, too. Maybe it's just a combination of a little bit of everything in, into one. But uh, I'm okay with never seeing this movie again. It's a small bag of popcorn for me because I did enjoy it. Uh, I, again, just the, the all the actors played off of each other very well. Uh, the main five, um, I could, they just moved really well. They they acted really well. Everything that they did was believable, 
and I enjoyed their performances. I really did. It's a damn shame because we didn't get into the IMDb, uh, all these, these, these trivias here about everyone who seemed to have backed out from this movie because there's been a lot of – it seemed to have gone through the grinder uh, more than its share of, uh, of times, a handful of times, really. We'll yeah. talk about that. Why don't, you, why don't you give a little bit of the backstory there? Why don't you guys talk about that, and then I'll give my review. It, I mean, it looks like Tom Hardy, Channing Tatum uh, were going to be headlining uh, instead of Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac. But and then Ben Affleck was attached, and then he dropped out, and then he signed back on again. And see, Johnny Depp was, uh, Captain Bigelow was set to direct, she switched. Tom Hanks was supposed to do it. Mahershala Ali, Casey Affleck, oh, both the Affleck brothers. Oh, man, Denzel and Sean Penn were about to do this. Leonard DiCaprio, but negotiations fell through on Project Will Smith, but he was left due to doing Collateral Beauty. Oh, man. Every Mark actor. Wahlberg, because he, why he can't say no to a movie like this. But uh, I guess he was just rumored and maybe found, I don't know, maybe opened up a Wahlbergers instead. Maybe he was too busy doing Shooter 10. <laughs> That's basically what, what this was. It's just kind of, you know, it's a Marine Bro movie. Again, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, I gave it a small bag just because, I, I mean, I don't know. If there was just a, maybe a little bit more more action or if it wasn't, I don't know. something. It felt like something was missing. Uh, but it's, it's perfect for Netflix. It, it really is. This is a perfect Netflix movie. Uh, or nothing else is on. Small bag, keep it keep it there. Maybe some salt on top because, of, because fuck you. All right, Ed, what will be your popcorn rating for Triple Frontier? Yeah, so going into our archives, you can see I.O. is is a movie much much like this. Like, Netflix spoiled us with great stuff like Bright and Haunting of Hill House, both of which are are in our our archives. Um, But we're sort of getting back into what you think Netflix movies should be, like Mez and Mez. But... After this, you know, after conversations with the two, with this conversation with the two of you, like, I'm actually starting to dig this movie more after having talked it out than I was actually watching the movie. I uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so fully, I was fully prepared just to give it a small bag before this conversation, but I'm not going to go up and say it's a medium bag. I'm going to say it's a small bag with extra butter, extra salt, extra all the shit. Sure. Uh, because it was decently acted in. The story was there. I think the story was absolutely there. I made that point a few minutes ago. This is just really shitty directing. I mean, it's just it, it, it's the case, it's case in point of a movie like you said that had a bunch of people attached to it. It became a plague, and the only person they could get was the guy who did it, and I don't even know who the hell he was. But anyway, um, yeah, small bag with uh, with some extra butter, extra salt. Um, controversial. Uh, this is a no bag for Jordan here. Uh, Oh, okay. Bad movie. Um, I studied film. I know what I'm supposed to look for. This film was poorly edited. It was poorly paced. It was poorly directed. And it was poorly acted. Uh, Look, it is interesting that you have a character like Ben Affleck that says, no, 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 I'm a straight man, and then turns into a crazy man. But you don't get into, they did not earn that. You have to earn that in a movie. You have to you have to watch the character go through a downfall. All he did was gave us cliff notes. 
Ben Affleck was a straight shooter all the way until he saw the money. Oh, let's get more bags. Hey, let's kill cocaine farmers. I, it, it's just it was it was unmotivated, necessary bullshit uh, that he was doing. Uh, the characters contradict themselves. Um, this is a bro movie. My definition of a bro movie is exactly this. It's a Fast and Furious movie. Uh, there's there, there's nothing to it. There's no weight to it. Uh, there's no sense of direction to it. There's no cohesive story to it. It's called Triple Frontier because they have three different fucking movies. They don't know how to make it. I mean, that's just what it is. They don't know what they want to do. If you want to watch a good bro movie, check out 13 Hours about the incident in, bon in, in uh, Benghazi. I can't believe I'm referring to that movie because that's a Michael Bay movie and it, Michael Bay can suck a dick. But that's a decent movie. And that's a bro movie. So if you want to see a good bro movie, check that out. This movie's shit. This movie's just poor all the way around. <laughs> it's poor. And, you know, the last thing I want to say, the reason why I'm giving this one a no bag, is because when I turn this movie on on Netflix, it's five minutes. I want to explain to you guys how I watched this movie. I started it at 7.30 p.m. My daughter goes to bed at 8.30. So I watched the first hour, went inside, because I have a home theater in my garage, Went inside, kissed her goodnight, came back out. As soon as they came back out, they finished the heist. It's like, there's an hour left? What the fuck is going to happen? Like, it's what are they going to do? So I was more intrigued about how are they going to drag this hour out? This movie was a half an hour too long. They dragged well, There's your direction. I, 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 I can't disagree with you because I think that they probably could have used that time to develop the characters a bit more. So I, I would agree with you completely. Um, I told you what, what, I, what I had uh, seen in those characters and, and, and the slight development that they had in their brief introductions that we had to. I, again, like I can't disagree with you. Um, and I would just say, yeah, that in those, in those parts – they had to make a decision of action or development, and it was a, a they they couldn't do both. You know what I mean? Like it was uh, whether it be that money burning scene, too. Like uh, you, it could have been better spent to be have like a more of a man on man conflict. You know, right? Or, or yeah. the I'm sorry, the man versus man conflict between each other. Yeah. Uh, but I, either way, uh, that's the movie that we got. And, yeah, movie we got. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. But before we go real quick, hey, Eric. Hey, Jordan. Do you like beer? I do like beer, yeah. I like beer. Do you like wine? Yeah, I like wine. I like wine. Ed, why don't you tell us where we can get some awesome beer and wine at? So uh, there's the awesome place called InsideTheCellar.com. It's literally Amazon for your alcohol needs. Uh, but it goes a little bit further uh, rather than just giving you things that they think uh, should be paired with the other things you bought. It's, it, it, uh, it, gives you the th it gives you things uh, that go with, uh, with the proper things you're going to want to eat and do with them. Uh, yes, it is a pairing. Um, so uh, they, they have craft beer that you wouldn't be likely to get uh, in your region, uh, including uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, Broken Skull IPA. They have wines that wouldn't necessarily be available in your region. So if you like, uh, if you like, expand your horizons, if you want to try new things, if you want to try things um, based upon suggestions of professionals, 
InsideTheCellar.com is definitely the place to go. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for checking us out. And continue to listen to us on MovieGuysPodcast.com, MovieGuysPodcast.Podbean.com. Follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Just search for MovieGuysPodcast and download many episodes at MovieGuysPodcast.com and also MovieGuysPodbean.com and also on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and iTunes. Thank you so much for listening to us, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.